Hey there guys, it's your host with the most, Dylan, and welcome back to a bite-sized episode of Input 2. So you better sit down and plug in them headphone jacks, because this is a new episode of Input 2. Okay, so it has been a year. What's good, peeps? How you surviving the Rona? It's fan. It's well, the the pandemic was not fantastic, and it's still not fantastic. I'm just glad that it is slowly slowing down, and that we have a vaccine. But it has been almost a year since the pandemic hit us hard, and it's really hitting us where we hurt the movies, our entertainment. Yes, that's what we're talking about today. How the pandemic has changed the movie and TV industry. So, let's get started. There's no guest with me today because this is a bite-sized episode and these are all my thoughts and opinions and I couldn't find a guest. So, bite-sized episode. <sighs> so, movies. Movie releases. How have they changed? What's new? What's happening? What's shaking in the movie world? Um, movies are now being let out on company streaming services, i.e. Paramount Plus and Disney Plus and things like that. Have you seen the price of Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus? $29.99. That's not renting a full movie. That's buying the movie on its own. That's what you pay for a brand new DVD of that movie. You don't even get a DVD from it. So... Going on, I think um, the movie uh, releases have really changed. Theaters, are they still being used? Are theaters still a thing? I don't know. Well, they must be because box offices say that there have been ticket sales. So early on in the pandemic, quite a while ago actually, AMC Theaters declared bankruptcy. And they barely escaped it due to a 19... 917 million dollar cash infusion from investors. So theaters were not doing too hot early on and they're still not doing too hot. Why do I say that? Well, here is the box office for three recent movies that have been out for about a month, give or take. Tom and Jerry has grossed 23 million domestic. Raya and the Last Dragon grossing about $28.2 domestic. And the sequel to The Croods has grossed about $29.1 domestic. So the box offices are really kind of low. Compa well, um, animated movies aren't doing so hot compared to back in 2019, which I'm going to give you an example of right now. Box office sales are at lows. Uh, really being hit. So, comparing that to 2019 to the movie Spies in Disguise with Tom Holland, and I'm pretty sure that was Will Smith, uh, who played the other guy or voice acted for him. In the first four weeks, aka the first month of Spies in Disguise being released in theaters, the box office grossed $61.4 million domestic. So, comparatively, since 2019, during the pandemic, box office growth, and um, gross has really gone down the hill. And why is that? That's because uh, theaters are 
you know, still kind of closed, and they have to follow social distancing guidelines, so there is still, oh, you can only have so and so many people in the theater at a time, and such, so this might continue to be a trend for quite a while. Will theaters bounce back when the pandemic, well, when it's more over than it already is, considering we have a vaccine and things like that, once we get the vaccine out completely, will theaters bounce back? I don't know, and I have, um, I, I really want it to bounce back, because theaters are classic American culture now. You want to go see a movie on the silver screen, you don't want to have to see it on your lowly 1929-inch TV that you've got. I've got one right here that I'm looking at right now. This is why it's a bite-sized episode, because I am not recording in the studio today, and I could not find anyone else to come and be a guest. So these are mostly my opinions, yes. On to movie creation. Movie creation has actually had quite a few big changes. Um, uh, I read an article earlier when I was researching for this that actors feel like they have a little bit more breathing room because according to distancing guidelines and regulations and rules and such, they now don't work 15 hour days and there's only like 100 people on set at a time. So it's a little bit easier to get things done and you don't have to be so diligent about everything, but you know, that's how it is. The new Batman movie. Remember I talked about Batman and you know, our, our boy Edward Collins over there, or, uh, I, 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 can't, I can't remember the actor's name. Wow. Yeah, uh, that movie was delayed because of the pandemic. It is now complete. Um, they're working on editing. I don't know when that's supposed to come out. You can go listen to the Batman podcast if you want to find out more about that. And, uh, I also read an article from Cinema Blend. Tom Holland was recently asked if the Spider-Man mask acted like a face mask. And here's the quote from Holland. No, the Spider-Man mask does not count as personal protection equipment, a.k.a. PPE. Uh, Holland shares that the studio has a light system for when actors can and can't have their masks on and off. A blue light means actors can have their masks off and they're filming the scenes, well, a yellow light means to put the mask back on and then leave set so crew members can adjust things. Holland said, at first, it sounded like an exhausting system, but he, he has agreed that this system is working very well. And I also read um, the L.A. County regulations and guidelines for movie production. Uh, these guidelines basically set down uh, more sanitation regulations on shared equipments and wigs, and makeup art artists must be wearing face masks and shields. So I feel sorry for those poor makeup artists, because you got to look through a face shield, and I, I don't know how, I don't know if a face shield might um, obscure your vision, but I hope makeup artists are doing okay, and I hope our actors are doing okay. So, movie creation has probably really changed, and there was also some more information that I read 
from the S&P and S&P article. Uh, that will be later on in the podcast. So get ready for that. So next on we next off uh, whatever. Next we have how people's tastes in movies and TV shows changed. I mostly focused on TV shows for this. Um, according to Rolling Stone magazine, dramas were the biggest thing in 2020. A few of those dramas include, but are not limited to, let's see here, let me scroll back to the top of the Rolling Stone magazine's um, little thing. They've got, I May Destroy You, Brockmire, Brockmire I think is a comedy, but you know. You got Lovecraft Country by HBO, Better Call Saul, AMC, um, The Good Lord Bird by Showtime, that's a dark comedy, uh, Normal People is another drama by Hulu, and, uh, yeah, We Are Who We Are is probably another drama set up in, uh, it's based, well, the... The setting for that drama is Italy, and that is fantastic. Uh, second, coming in second place, the thing that was also really big in 2020 was comedies. Now, these are my opinions. Don't take them too seriously, or, well, don't take me too seriously. The reason why I think people are more obsessed with dramas and the occasional comedy is because they want to escape from the world that is coronavirus. The world's harsh and cruel, and so is reality. Dramas are traditionally considered a way to put yourself in the character's shoes and learn how to relate with a character better. And dramas are really just great at storytelling. A good drama will pull you into the world, and you will feel like you're a part of it. So I believe that escapism is one of the main reasons that dramas have become a focus on a focus for 2020 and, well, 2021, the pandemic's still kind of going on, but we're getting back to our normal, and I'm glad for that. Why were comedies also doing really hot in 2020? Well, Sex Education came out in early 2020, season two. Great. Fantastic. Love it. Hilarious. But that's just me, because it's hilarious. So, why do I think comedy's bigger? People just need to get their laughs where they can take them and where they can get them. Because there's not really much to do to entertain you in real life right now. Or at least not in place. You can't go to places that would normally entertain you, like, oh, an arcade or something like that. Well, those places would entertain me. I don't, I don't know what entertains older generations, but, uh... I would say an arcade or it's kind of hard to go to places like movie theaters and stuff like that. So it's really hard to find your entertainment and find your laughs. So comedies have really become a way for people to get laughs and be entertained. Now, moving on, the future impact this might have on the TV and movie industry, I had to look really hard. If you wanted to really know more about this, this would be more like of a financial magazines type deal. Uh, I don't specialize in finance. I don't... 
y'all know what I'm here doing. I'm supposed to be specializing in movies. This is a pandemic special. We're going South Park with this. We're a pandemic special, people. It's been a year. So, yeah, pandemic special. What impact will it have on the TV industry? Well, the SMP, the S&P Global states that the cost of movie production has gone up due to the virus. They gave an example of a director wanting to film a $4 million movie, and then he had to increase his budget accordingly by following all the rules and regulations, and that bumped the budget up by $5 million, and the studio was not going to give him a bigger budget, which uh, means we might not be getting some movies if they don't meet budget requirements and if they can't find ways to, you know, really get that... Um, get within regulations and guidelines, pretty much. That information, though, is not the most recent. That was back when the pandemic was just beginning, and we were all like, oh, this thing is just gonna blow over in, like, a month. It didn't blow over in a month. It was very, very long, and very disappointing. There was a lot of school I missed. There were a lot of things my senior year I missed. Yes, I'm a freshman in in college, so, yeah, just fresh off, fresh off the boat, as you might say. So, with that information, we can really make an educated guess on how that may affect future trends. Uh, pan before, when the pandemic hit, a lot of shows and movies had to slow down their production rates, which... Makes sense, you know, because you have to follow those rules and regulations, and you gotta try and get the stuff done, and you gotta try and keep the world turning, because money makes the world go around, guys, you know? Fantastic. So, with TV series, they either slowed down or halted production, and that you had to... Basically, it was the companies... The companies had to have some, or... They had to have something stocked up in time, so basically, there were slower releases, and things came out a little bit more slowly, and the formatting might have changed a little bit, but Hollywood is known for how fast it is to adapt to new situations, so that was fine. As I said, movie productions had slowed down, so we might see movies coming out slower and TV shows coming out slower in the future. Um... The effects it had, the the effects of the pandemic on the movie industry. I really don't know. I'm not a film professional. I tried to get my, uh, I tried to get a film professor to come onto the show and kind of back and forth with me because I'm not well educated. I am just a simple person who does a lot of research. So what I believe is probably going to happen with the movie industry, not not on the producing side, but on the consumer side, the movie industry is probably going to move more towards streaming services, cutting out theaters. Theaters might just go extinct like the dinosaurs did. Not going to lie, I have absolutely no clue what effect this may have on future, but you can see how trends are going to happen and things. You can follow financial information and see what type of trends may happen or may not happen. And if I had access to, like, TV ratings, you could probably um, predict consumer trends with that, but I don't have access to TV ratings unless I went to 
the news studio and ask them, how many people watch your news show? Because people always want more information about things and things like that. And that could tell me how TV production may be affected. So I apologize for this episode being the shortest episode ever and the most overdue episode ever. I I have not been a very good person on keeping on top of my uh, work. And it's I, I have been slowing down significantly. My brain is halfway dead. But this has been an episode of Input 2. Join us next time, which will be... I will be trying to get this out the uh, next episode out before Thursday because it's going to be a Kong versus Godzilla battle. And that's what we will be doing next time we get together to discuss. And that will be the next episode of Input 2, so I hope you're ready for that. And Kong vs. Godzilla comes out next Thursday, March 25th. It'll be an excellent time. I'm going to get Sam and Harrison in with me. And we're going to have a blast debating this. So thank you all for listening to Input 2. This is your host with Most Dylan, and I hope you have a fantastic day.